Now, the greatest story never told with Miles and Thrill. Hola, welcome to the Greatest Story Never Told podcast, episode number 34. Already? Yeah. I feel like we just did 33. Time's going by. It really is flying. And, uh, you know, as we know, uh, last time we uh, we talked, we were talking about maybe taking a little vacation and taking this week off, and we decided, you know what, you need us so much that we are here again for you. Because we're givers. Yeah, we really are. In fact, I've given more people STDs than anyone mm-hmm. I know. Givers. Even though we're on vacation right at this very moment. Uh, we are here for you right now with the Greatest Story Never Told podcast. Again, if you would like to be an unofficial official sponsor, just shoot us an email to the men's room at KISW.com. Uh, show us a receipt of your donation to the fine folks at the Fisher House. We prefer you make a donation to the local Fisher Houses here in the Pacific Northwest. Sure. If you want to go to fisherhouse.org and make a donation there, keep in mind that goes nationwide, and that's doing a lot of good for a lot of different people. But if you want to keep your donation local, we uh, suggest you go and, uh, and hook up the local uh, Fisher houses for your sport. So there you go. Um, as we do every time we uh, start the greatest uh, story never told podcast, if we have an email from you about any of the contents uh, that we have uh, discussed, we give you a little uh, uh, time here to uh, to share with uh, us uh, your story. And uh, as far as the greatest story never told, a lot of people are now sharing their stories that they really don't want to share. And everyone's got these stories in their life where. Yeah, and, and trust me, there's some stories you will never hear. We can't tell you a lot of the things that, that, that have happened. This is actually um, problematic, and I'm not making this up. So Miles and I will discuss a little bit, ah, what story do we want to go with? Uh, and there's no shortage of stories, but we timeline things, and we start thinking about some of the other people that may have been involved, the people pieced together, and we're like, listen, we can't share that story until one of us is on our deathbeds, and preferably one of us is also already dead. Like, you can't be on your deathbed, mm-hmm. right? And then tell the story, but I'm still in good health. Sure. Because it'll be problematic for me. And there's certain stories that we'd like to share. We would appreciate that the people that were involved with us would, would want to be included in the uh, in the podcast. But ultimately, we feel like in 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 as well that they, they don't. And, and that's just basically the way it goes down. Because they might get fired. Listen. Sure. A lot of our stories involve a lot of drugs, man. I mean, that, that's the long and short of it. And where you've done them or who you did them with. And for us, we're pretty open about it. But... Uh, not necessarily all of our friends that have imbibed with us right. uh, would want those those stories uh, shared. And then some of them, even if you don't mention their name, say they have a spouse and their spouse may or may not download the podcast, yeah. but spouse is going to figure out pretty damn quick. Like, you know, you were at that place when those guys were there. <laughs> you said you bumped into them, but you didn't tell me the rest of the story. Yeah, I appreciate you guys protecting me like that. Right. Uh, oh, we're throwing you under the bus. You just wait. Before we get to this email, I'll give you a, a story that I, I don't think I've ever shared from the football world. All right? And, um, and the reason is because one of the people involved is now a politician. Mm-hmm. They're in politics. And the other person involved is a state trooper. So ideally, if I could get them on the air and they would roll with a story, you know, it's a funny story. It's it's it's. They a great, would need a digital. You have to give them a yeah, but, but but it'd be way too easy to go. Okay, let's look at this roster. Let's look and see oh, right, where right. people have gone in their lives. It's Google is not very difficult to operate if you have the name and and all those things. But I will tell you this one story, which was uh, which was fairly entertaining. Um. Younger, when I was younger, at playing football. Obviously, if you're if you're a freshman, then you get redshirt freshman. Mm-hmm. 
So basically your first year is a wash. You're just kind of there. And it's not really your official first year, but you will be a five-year student. And the reason that they do this is because realistically, in this instant instance, not, not that most kids won't take five years to graduate, but understanding the, uh, the schedule involved of being on uh, an athletic team or even in the band or whatever your extracurricular activity is. You could be in theater. The number of hours that you spend outside of the curriculum to get you know your your band right, performance right, right. ready or whatever it is it you know it, it, it might take you a little bit more time to get through so either way if you are younger and you're playing chances are you are a five star athlete or chances are you're you're still putting on weight you're still working out in the in the weight room you're getting bigger you got to remember that scrawny 18 year old kid that's a high school senior yes yeah, some are built like Gronk but Gronk didn't look the same from his high school right, senior right. year to the time that he graduated college and then to the time he went to the pros it's, his body is still getting bigger he's still younger so traditionally traditionally you do not play the younger guys there's guys ahead of you that you learn from sure. unless you're a star athlete you don't you don't play right away so this is like did you play right away no, I mean, I mean, it's it's rare that someone does. No, it's, no, it's no. rare that someone comes in right away and plays the collegiate level because then you give up that redshirt year. Right. So the moment that you step on the field, you, your year is done. So in the event that you have a really good quarterback, your two main quarterbacks go down. Redshirt freshman is your third stringer. If he goes in the seventh game of the season, that's it. For whatever reason, his redshirt year is washed, and you have to make that determination. Well, a couple of my friends. Um, they were pretty good, man. Like, they were right on that cusp of being able to play and, and, and not being able to play. Well, they were – this is now their official freshman year. So they've already done their red shirt. Mm-hmm. The freshman, they've been there a couple of years. They are not exactly quite ready because one guy's a really big dude, but he's still skinny and fast. The other guy is a uh, fullback, linebacker type guy. They're both really big guys. They're They're – all right, they're white and they're slow. You know, I mean, that's that's the the, the truth of it. Because you got one guy that's kind of a defensive yeah, we tackle. know, homie. He's jamming up the inside. You've just got this other guy who's a big bruising fullback. All right, so they get stepped up. A couple of injuries happen in a game. Uh, we, we were playing on a Saturday, and then the next week we had a Thursday night football game. So the Thursday night football game was broadcast on ESPN that used to do Thursday night football, and they'd have the Thursday night football game of the week. Well, this jacks the town up like no other. Thursday night football is kind of a new thing in the yeah, world of college. Yeah, yeah. Sure, at, this point at that time. time, yeah. You know, I mean, it was Saturday or bust, but now ESPN's doing Thursday night college football. Eventually, they would, you know, have a game on every night, whether you're in like whatever conference, the WAC or whatever, they put them on Tuesday night. But back then, it was a big deal. You were the only game on. And with college football, yeah, you'd have your games of the week. Multiple networks carried them, but nothing like ESPN Thursday night college football because there was no football on. NFL had not started Thursday night games. Right. And th- this was the NCAA's idea. And we are going to play uh, the Pitt Panthers, which were a good team back then. We were in the Big East Conference. Oh, so it's a huge rivalry. We had our rivalries. It's the backyard brawl. People come down. All these things happen. So, anyway, like anything else, it's just a different environment. You're not used to playing night games. Like, like I'm not. You know what I mean? Like, for the most part, unless it was a Friday night high school football game. In college, it was never that way. It was like, you have to be at the facilities building at 9 a.m. on Saturday morning. It was like, you could not go out on Friday night and party, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. A bunch of us all obviously did, normally would go out on, on Friday night and party. But in this particular week, 
because it was a national game, a lot of the families came in, mm-hmm. a lot of the friends came in, and they were there spending the night. They're going to go to this game. It's sold out, et cetera, et cetera. So my two friends, they had friends come in from out of town. Their families came in. We used to get tickets for our family members and friends. We could distribute those. So every game, I've got four tickets. Who wants to come into town? My one buddy has his four high school friends come down. Well, they're loaded with drugs. All right. It's a Wednesday night. All right. The game is Thursday. Mm -hmm. All right. So we go out on Wednesday night and get absolutely hammered. Right. And we're doing drugs that are going to last a while. Sure. All right. And so uh, I'm like, well, all right, I'll do a little of that. I'm not playing. It doesn't matter. Either way. So we go out that night in warm ups. It's again, five o'clock, five thirty in the afternoon on a Thursday. Kickoffs at seven oh five, seven thirty, whatever it is. The wind dies down at this point where I'm at. Uh, it, it just kind of like a Seattle uh, day where the later the day goes on, the wind dies down. Right. I'm booming it, man. I'm hitting it. The night before that, I just absolutely just got after it. I'm feeling like crap. I'm kicking the ball really well. Warm ups. The ball's traveling. We're jacked up. The ESPN banners are on the rails. You know what I mean? There's their crews there. They've been there all day. They're getting set for this game. Well, my other two buddies who were there with their four friends, they did not stop partying because their friends were in town. Again, this is the first time their friends have come to see them. Sure. They've got tickets. They're fired up. They are excited. You know what I mean? They're going to go see their best friend from high school. They got tickets now. They've got their gear. It's kind of like going to your first Dragons game where it's all new to you. I come from this other town, but tonight I'm a West Virginia Mountaineer fan. to a Dragons game. Our first Dragons game was also our last. Thanks for rubbing it in. Sure. Very true. So so what what was unbeknownst to me was they both passed out at about 8 a.m. in the morning. Now, protocol says you need to be there at about 3.30, 4 o'clock. They didn't post. The reason you need to be there is because you need to get taped up. You need to go through the meetings, the pregame meetings, you, you, all these different things. Trust me, there's an agenda. Right. There's all these things you have to do. All right. So I see these guys, and I'm like, hey, man, I'm still I'm still a little bit screwed up here, like from the night before, but I cut it off at like 2, 3 in the morning. So they're like, no, we're good, man. We're good. We're feeling great. I'm like, you guys are, you guys are machines. What the hell? Okay. Long story short, we, uh, we we beat Pitt, Thursday night game, and we slaughtered him. We absolutely slaughtered him. And so then you have to go in for film. And so film is typically on Sunday. So because you play on Saturday, you go in yeah. for film on Sunday. You just kind of reevaluate real quick. And then the main thing about the film room is, is that, you know what, you're going to see a little bit about what you did wrong, what you did right. But now that's, that's the short end of the meeting. Now we're moving on. Uh, to Rutgers next week or whatever. So we want to look at their film. Right, right. So we're going to start this process early. That way when you get on the field on Monday, you'll have an idea of what offense you're attacking, what defense you're attacking, and we'll have five days to prepare for that, blah, 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 right? We all get in this group meeting on Sunday afternoon. And the one thing they did was they would give an award for whatever. So if the quarterback that day threw – I don't know, four touchdown passes or whatever. He get like four muskets on his helmet and they bring oh, right, you up. Right, okay. for, like you see like the buckeyes yeah. with all the all the mm-hmm. things on their helmet. 
there is actually a weekly meeting where you get awarded like, dude, you're the offensive player of the week within our team. So, yeah, there is a big By the way, big, t- big East offense. Do yourself a favor with the Buckeyes, because one thing about Ohio State, obviously everyone that plays there is very good because, well, they pay the players. But they do. But there's always, like, one or two guys that don't have Jack under helmet. And I'm like, you're lined up next to a guy whose helmet looks like it's been shot because he has so many Buckeyes or whatever. Mm-hmm. The other, what do you do that you've got nothing? You had the two guys in front of you go down, and now you're that redshirt freshman that's been put in. So whenever you see that helmet that's empty on a college, that guy's getting a shot. For whatever reason, right. situationally, that guy is finally getting a shot, whether he's been there it's for— It's not that he sucks. He he's could have been a five-year senior. Now he's getting a shot. He, or he could be—whatever. Okay, so they go through the game film when they award the stuff. And you watch the plays, and you go, oh, my God. Like That was like the, the, the offensive tackles had smash blocks— all these uh-huh. things where you lay someone out. They have the stick of the week where you take someone's head off illegally, basically, and you get. But a you're still for rewarded, it. yeah. But you're still rewarded for all this stuff. And then in my, in in my world, uh, being a punter, the one thing they had was the special teams player of the week. Okay, so for you the know first what they time, meant by special, right? Yes, <laughs> yes. Otama, <laughs> but uh, so special force. But anyway, so uh, so okay, so yeah, we can't do that bit. Now. I know, I know. It was so good though. It was so funny. It was so great. It was so funny. We could do it now. It was, but we still no, get fired. No, no, and we mean no offense, but damn, that was funny. I'll just leave it at that. Anyway, yeah, there's so much stuff we can't do anyway. So uh, so okay, special so now forces. now they're gonna put up the special teams player of the week, and for the first time that I'd ever uh, heard of in the. Uh, in the meetings, they were going to do a co-special teams player of the week. Huh. Well, the only way that my two friends apparently woke up at about 9 or 10 was the fact they chose to dose again. So That helped, To man. try to feel normal again. And the stuff that I was on the night before was pretty serious, strong stuff. Like anything, you lay in bed, you go, why did I do this at 3.30? This is a dumb idea. This is it's this a is dumb lasting idea longer than I thought. It was yeah. fine when you did it, right? And the acid was clean and it was pure. My back didn't hurt. I'm booming <laughs> the ball, and I realize I'm still kind of tripping, right? You know, a little bit. That's I mean, why you did well, man. I'm I'm still tripping. That's why I'm like the ball's booming. I'm hit. like everything is just methodical and amazing. So they honor these two guys, all right, on special teams player of the week. They had with. Systematically, what they would call four kills. Okay, you can judge that any way you want. Whatever, it's called kills. So you have four kills on special teams, and these two guys got special teams player of the week. And I'm looking at the video, and I'm looking at the film. And you got to keep in mind this is like VHS stuff, right? So they like try to scroll stuff back and everything. And it's my two buddies <laughs> who had his friends in town. Now these guys had never done crap. I mean, they're still waiting in the you mean wings. Drug wise or no, on the field? Foot on the field. Okay. All right. They had always they're they're great players. They have potential to be somebody. But they had never really done anything other than you get out and make a tackle, whatever. All right. So coach goes, and hey, and he saved for last. His name Coach Nealon. Don Nealon. He goes, and I just want to say that I've never seen our special teams so fired up like they were this week against Pitt. And for the first time ever. Not only am I going to give a special teams player of the week award away, but I'm going to make a double special teams player of the week award because these two guys did exactly what was. And we watched this film. 
and I like biting my tongue to say their names. Right. And the first kickoff of the game, my two buddies who are on acid shoot off like a rocket. My one friend is six foot four and weighs two hundred and seventy-five pounds. Jesus. My other buddy is six foot one and weighs two hundred and seventy-five pounds too. One is a big fat fullback. One is a big fat defensive end slash defensive tackle. You see wide receivers on the corners who run four twos, four threes, who are young. They're not receivers yet as far as being able to play. These guys are speedsters. My two buddies, it looked like they had been shot out of a cannon. So you watch this video. They took this motherfucker's head off, all right? (laughs) They took this motherfucker's head off. And everyone is like, oh, my God. Like, you know how people, like, cover their face? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, in the room, like, oh, my God. So that was one. That was one reel. Then he goes to the next reel. And, I mean, you have never seen anything like this. And we knew that they were on acid. <laughs> yeah. But you've never seen anybody shot out of a cannon like this before, where they are freaking just flying and, and annihilating people. There's a first wall, there's a second wall, then there's a third crunch wall, depending on they can build a wall to the side. Right, if right, you're doing right. punt return, kickoff return, there's all kinds of strategies. Either way, you bust that wall, someone's going to have to spread out, go at, and you have side contain, you have all this stuff. It didn't matter because <laughs> they absolutely, so it was seven special teams plays in a row. Were these two guys? Well, and there's only about ten, seven special teams plays in a game. Where per team. Ten, they're ten yards in front of everybody, and they killed people. I mean, it was crazy. And there were a few of us in the room because we're in a specialty meeting room, specialists, you know, kickers, punt return, punt whatever, whatever deal is. We knew what was up because we were out with them, and the and and they're looking at each other in the meeting like, "Wow, man." Like, <laughs> He didn't remember anything. I don't remember it. Like, and that was that was the one thing too, was they did not remember the game. So they have no recollection of any of this stuff. The next thing you know, they come to practice on Monday. They got stickers all over their helmets. <laughs> they get like whatever you do, or they put your name up on the chart for a week. They were flying on acid. <laughs> they were flying on acid. <laughs> now one is a senator and one is a state trooper. And they both go after drugs. Listen. I, I'm telling you, acid is a superhuman drug. These people, they're, they're not, they're not fleet-footed. They're not agile. They were headhunters that day. I but mean, it when was, you're on drugs, I've been a fan of drugs for a long time, all right? And obviously, you could do them recreationally. But I would say any time that I've needed to focus, that I've needed to focus because I'm like, oh, crap, I'm up against it. Keep in mind, I went to college for one year. The only reason I got in is because my mom worked there, and I still got kicked out of the school. My mom pulled me aside one time saying, are you trying to get me fired? Because that's just the kind of dude I am. But with drugs, God, sounds so bad, with the help of drugs, because I refuse to study on my own time. I'm not doing additional work at home if you're not paying me. I had to pay to go to school. So I would get really, really, really high, not acid, but I would do weed in every test, every exam I took. And the one thing, my mom's like, you know, disciplinary-wise, apparently you're difficult. But she's like, your grades, as far as tests go, you do great. And I never told her because I get really, really baked or I'll get really, really fried. But Miles is right. When it's almost muscle memory, this thing you do is kind of muscle memory. Anything you do that is muscle memory. If you do drugs and then you have to do this thing, right? right? In her case, playing football, like everything your coach taught you, 
That's the only thing in your mind, and you will do it to the best of your ability. And what you find is the people that are sober and they've been eating healthy mm-hmm. and they exercise and they got a good amount of sleep, they are your bitch, and you're going the, to the, feed the, on them know, that the day. Only, the, only thing that I can, the only thing that I can equate it to as far as uh, your life is concerned, if, if you've not done drugs, and, and this is, I mean, it happens when it happens, but say you, you, you're in your car and your car starts to, you know, kind of just get Fish out of control kind of thing, on yeah. you, whatever the deal is, you hide your plane, you, you know, you do this thing, and maybe you do get an accident, or maybe someone does pull out of you in front of you and you get in a wreck, whatever. You're like, you could have your collarbone broken, you could have like an arm dislodged, but in the moment when you pop out of that car, you're like, what happened? Right, because you're adrenaline. You're right? just fired up, right? And those drugs kind of bring out that principle in That's a way. That's why I like them. It, and, and you don't know what's going on. So even though you're completely conscious and you're completely focused of everything, it was just the craziest. But I wish I, I, I wish I had a I wish I had a highlight reel of that game because the even though like the game they ended like, you know, it was like 35 to 12 or 13. It was like not a good game. Oh, people are going to go back and look it up. Believe me, I'm going to go home tonight. You and Google. You can't find it. You you just can't find it. I mean, oh, I, maybe you I can. Bet you can. Maybe, maybe you can. I bet you can. Maybe you can. But uh, I'll let you know tomorrow. But you've never seen you've you've never seen anything like this in your life as far as it's like the start of a race in NASCAR and only two cars pull ahead and everyone else just stays behind. They all have And they s- never lose a lead. And these are the doesn't two, matter the left. These are the two crappiest cars that are in the they like they're in the last pole right. position and somehow they went Rawr! and just pulled past everyone. And it was still one of the sickest things I've ever seen in my life as far as just like Wow, man, if you were on some drugs, man, you could do some really messed up stuff. Every great creative thing we've had, including this country, is a result of alcohol or drugs. Yeah. John Hancock. Signed to John. How many people signed a Declaration of Independence? A whole lot of people. John Hancock. Let's say John Hancock. He signed his name very large. Now, the thing they don't tell you in school, but the inherent truth behind it is they met at a bar in Philadelphia to sign this, basically to flip the middle finger to England. John Hancock was real drunk. He was that guy, the guy that— I'll sign it real big. Because I want them to just kiss my the ass. King, the king to see— That is exactly because he's drunk. And now, you know what? We say sign your John Hancock because mm-hmm. our country discovered its freedom by people getting drunk. So if you got a problem with alcohol and booze, kiss my ass. And those two guys after that went on to like start for three years— they they were they were already built into their role. They were they were fit. They were big. They did their job. I mean, they graduated with the senior thing and the whole you know whatever. But at that point in time, we're just young kids. You know what I mean? We're, we're just young guys on the team, and and we were all just so fired up. But we didn't realize what happened until we went back and watched the film. Sure, like you couldn't see, like you saw some hits, but it's hard to see on the field. So then when you saw it though in the specialty meeting, it was like oh my god, like. He's at the 30 and the ball's in the air. Now he's at the 20 and the ball's in the air. Bam! This is kickoff. Like the ball doesn't fly on kickoff like it does on punts. You're like, oh my God! It's the (laughs) beauty of drugs. Ozzy Osbourne doesn't uh, remember writing Blizzard of Oz because he was high. It's a spectacular album. That's all I'm saying. Mm-hmm. I'll rest my case. All right. Uh, there you go. There's our vacation edition of the uh, greatest story never told. We need to stick around, and we're going to cut another one for you for the next week. You've been listening to The Greatest Story Never Told with Miles and Thrill on Radio.com. Oh, man. A Double Flush production.